All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom real quick. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, a multi generational discussion of movies. Welcome to the party, pal. After a long hiatus, we're back. And when we came back, we've actually added a new partner to this Ooh. plan of ours. Uh, we, she's been a guest a couple of times, but now she's the fifth Beatle. She's an official member of the Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast team, Michelle Wojo. Wojakowski. Very also, nice. Thank you very much. I'm impressed. Also hey, known Wojo. as Wojo. Welcome. Thank you. You must it's good be to very be here. Proud and... I, you know, I, I, I always thought, could I get a Pulitzer? Could I get the Nobel Prize? Or could I get on Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast? And my dreams have come true. There you go. Can't go. It doesn't get any higher than this, right? Aim high. Everybody? Aim high. Um, before we get started, though, I do want Chance to. Chance of her being f- wife number four? No. No. Okay. No. Just one. There's a uh, no. You don't have to act so disgusted. No, it's, it's not. It's disgusted by me, not you. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, before we get started, I'm I, right do, here. I do want to uh, pay a little tribute to someone who passed away a week ago. Uh, oh, where's my hat? I got to take it off. Hat. Burt Reynolds passed uh, away a week ago. Yeah. And uh, if you want to talk about... Oh, before, wait, before, let me back up one step. Wojo, what is your baby boomer? What is your moniker in this group? I'm a Gen X. Gen X. Yep. You and I are Gen X together. That's... You're not a Gen no, X. No, <laughs> I was about to say, Wojo's actually Gen X. I'm oh. actually Gen X. So You're I a faux Gen X. I'm cusp Gen X. So as a Gen X. Oh, my God. <laughs> as a Gen Xer, Burt Reynolds was very important to me in my life. As a cusper. And as a, excuse me? As a cusper. That's right. He was, uh, so he passed away last week. And in the 70s, he was the quintessential movie star. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I think between 19... I want to say 78 and 82, he was a top-grossing male star for that many years. Top guy for five, six years. So, uh, sad loss. A lot of great movies came out of that era. era. Not great movies, but fun to watch. Cannibal Run, obviously Smokey and the Bandit, Longest Yard. Deliverance is one of his best acting roles he ever did. Should have got an Oscar for that. I was deeply, madly in love with Sally Field from oh, yeah. Who was Smokey and the Bandit. I had pictures of her in my wallet. I wanted to invite her to my junior prom, so I, I had a lot of memories How'd that, that last out? week. It didn't work out well at all. Also um, means he's not Gen X. You think that's baby boom? Then I'm baby boom, okay. but I'm going to be Gen X on the website. <laughs> um, and not to mention all his Johnny Carson appearances. You know what? That is what I was watching last week. I was like practically watching all of his appearances on Johnny Carson. Right. He's, he was on Especially there a lot. Like he guest Don hosted. Rickles and all was very all hilarious. Because they had been playing on YouTube and back to back to back to back. Norm MacDonald does a great um, Burt Reynolds that, that's been on Saturday Night Live. So sad passing. Jeopardy. Guy was great and um, love his movies. He could have been in Slapshot probably too. He could have played that guy. But thank so. God he passed up. Paul Newman on took that. it and that was great. <laughs> Yeah. So here we are today, and since Wojo is now officially a member, we let Wojo pick a movie to bring to the table, and Wojo picked... Should we introduce first everyone else that's on the um, podcast? Did we... Uh, everybody no. knows? We can do that. Go ahead. Everybody knows. Well, I'm Sean Murphy. Sean is here. I'm Hassan. 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 And I'm Al. Al, and in the corner, we have... Brad. Brad, uh, Wojo's husband, who interjects now and again, and uh, he's... He's off on the side. So, okay. so there we go. Yes, I forgot to introduce everybody. I get so excited about coming back. And uh, so I'm very aroused about it too. Ugh. 
Can I not sit next to him you're anymore? You're stuck. No, you're there. <laughs> uh, so Wojo got to pick a movie, and uh, Wojo, why don't you tell us the movie you brought today? I picked The Princess Bride. came out in 1987, directed by Rob Reiner. It was a time when life didn't seem so complicated. Marriage is what brings us together today. What? 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 I'm killing myself once we reach the honeymoon suite. Wouldn't that be nice? A courtly age of gentle conversation. I won't always come for you. But how can you be sure? This is true love. Oh, no. Is this a kissing book? No. Actually, there was a lot of treachery, peril, and revenge. Prepare to die. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line! <laughs> there were affairs of state. But I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilda to frame for it. I'm swamped. And affairs of the heart. My Wesley will always come for me. Your Wesley is dead. I've seen worse. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! I'm not sure if you all know this. When it came out, it was a bomb. It was it it completely yeah. bombed. It came out, it was released in early October of 87. It did terrible. Um, when it started to do better was when it was released on VHS in... Um, like around Christmas or, you know, right soon after that. And it took off and it became, first it was a cult classic, then it just got really popular. But um, originally, because the company, um, I interviewed Rob Reiner, thank you, um, and Carrie Elwes, and Mandy Patinkin about this last year. And Were they Rob, in the movie? Yes. Okay. Um, and Rob Reiner said the biggest problem was the um, company didn't know how to market it. So the, if you act look three? at the original post, what? Was the company Act 3 that couldn't act? I don't know. Okay. okay. But um, they didn't know how to market it. So what they were doing is putting out this, um, uh, the poster actually has like a silhouette of a grandfather and his grandson, which technically you know it's it's peter falk and it's fred savage right. and that's that's the frame of the story but that's not even close to what the story is and they didn't know was it a rom-com was it a comedy i think they wound up pitching it as an action adventure movie and it just bombed until it hit vhs that's a, i see now you said it came out in when 87 87 because i remember i see in my brain this thing's been a hit from day one but that's no. a lot of movies mm. you, you in retrospect you find out that they get their life after Evil like yeah. the thing. The thing was one of those. I think Evil Dead might have been one where when people started bringing it home and watching it, it just took off. Mm -hmm. But now it's in everybody's you know, head as a classic. I don't re this is a rare film. I do not remember seeing it at the movies. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember. I, yeah. re I thought I saw it at the movies, but I've, I was really trying to think who I saw it with, which I usually, or what theater I saw it at, and I'm coming up a blank. So I'm beginning to think I did not actually see it in the theaters. Was I, this before Wonder Years for Fred Savage or was this right in the middle of the same time? I think this was right before. I think it was right before, before Wonder, it was Wonder Years. Before. I yeah, because he was movie. really young. I didn't see this movie until college. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I saw it was because it had such a huge following That's and everybody was like, it's, it's oh, this. you don't know The Princess Bride? You gotta watch The Princess Bride. One dude in my, co in my dorm room, that was like his move. That he'd bring people back and be like, oh, let's put on The Princess Bride. That was like... This movie's a good watch. Get dudes in the place or women? What do you say? Women. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know. 
Now, okay, I have a question for you, Hassan. When you saw it, did you get high? No. Okay, just wanted to know. I didn't. His mother's listening, you know. You know, I, I, I got I, I'm a good, I, I I've got to learn background high. more with you guys because you make these strange jokes. No, and one, like on no, text, one, no. you make okay. jokes, and I, I'm thinking I have no idea what they're talking about. Are they all high right now? I yes. don't know. <laughs> you have no, to be high not. to be with this gang. <laughs> no, Hassan's only high, high at life. work. Higher or something. Or one of those beers. Um, <laughs> so this is also written by William Goldman, right? William yes. Goldman, love me some William mm -hmm. Goldman. Did, yeah. did you talk to William Goldman? No, he. I contacted his representative, and he um, is no longer doing interviews. He's in his nineties. Oh, he yeah. Was, so he was not going to do yeah. interviews. Um, and he could really be angry about Hollywood, right? He. he what I loved were the articles he would do in Premier Magazine prior to the Oscars, where he would give do a takedown of all right, the movies. Right. You know, yeah. and he had the he had the prestige that he could do that and still be respected. But it was the framing of this movie <clears throat> with the grandfather and the kid that made it accessible to a lot of people. Because mm -hmm. you know, young, I was thinking like my my thirteen year old was watching it with me, and he loved it. And mm -hmm. it's 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 that framing of having the grandfather tell the story and the kid slowly getting into the story mm -hmm. that makes that story. And this and the, you know, the story is a riot. The, the, the actors, you know, Billy. Remember, Billy Crystal's in there. Carol Kane's in there. Oh yeah. You know, you go down the I interviewed list, Carol all these Kane. people. Wait, but did you interview Carol Kane? Yeah, not for this, but another time. Let's see. Yeah. Hit the button. Um, <laughs> you know, all the little bit players that are in there, all over. There. And Andre the Giant. Have you seen yeah. the documentary about him? Yeah, I really no. want to see that. It's amazing, and there's a whole chunk of it about what he had to do to be in the Princess Bride because he could barely move. He right. Was in so much right, right, pain right. from all the wrestling he had done, oh. and some of the tricks they did to get him to look like what you know the, the kind of stuff he was pulling off in the movie. And and actually, when I when I wrote this story and interviewed those people, I also read um, Carrie Elway's book, As You Wish. If you want to read a really good book, it's well written. It's it's just it, it's all about behind the scenes of, of that what movie. Was, of that movie. Oh, wow. And it was just absolutely fantastic. That goes to show you how the movie has been reevaluated. Where. His book about writing a movie that absolutely died at the box office. Yeah, yeah. Know, and someone wanted to publish it. And when did it start picking? I don't. So in '87, it comes out and goes away, and then it, it just bombed at the box so office. Funny, in my brain, and then it did so. It didn't do well until it came out on then VHS, yeah. and then people started talking about it, and VHS was getting cheaper then, you know. And then it was, you know, that was the big booming time for places like Blockbuster right. and those places. And it just Arrows. took on a life of its own. So, but it's 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 good because it's a really good movie. Um, and there's so much nuance and so many like like the story I wrote last year was only about like the three and a half minute sword fight that Mandy Patinkin and Carrie Elwes do. And it was it was a deep dive into this sword fight, and it was really funny to find out for this little sword fight, these guys both trained. Um, for months and months and months. And every time they weren't performing on screen, when they didn't have, they weren't in the shot, they were, <laughs> they were, um, <laughs> my microphone came off, but it's back. It doesn't matter what we do. It I know. Does not matter. You can't okay. take them anywhere. <laughs> okay. Even take your basement. Two. Um, <laughs> but they, these guys trained and they trained with, um, you know, pretty well-known names in, in the business. I'm going to try and turn this page That's really softly. Um, Peter Diamond and Bob Anderson, and you may not know the names, 
but they did things like um, Anderson did all the lightsaber scenes as Darth Vader in the Star Wars movies, or at least the first mm -hmm. grouping. Um, they worked with Errol Flynn. They were, I mean, they, they were like the known stuntmen. And they were assigned, one was assigned um, Carrie and one was assigned Mandy. And these guys busted their butts for really short parts of, of time. But they actually, so they had been, this was a funny story. They had been um, working on this sword fight for a long time, you know. And they did it in front of Rob Reiner. And, and his response was, that's it. Mm. And oh he made them go back and recreate it because they wanted it. Um, the sword fight was only like, I think, a minute and a half at the time. And he said, I want you to use this whole set and I want this expanded and blah, blah, blah. And if you, you know, when I did the story, I watched that sword fight so many times. It was ridiculous. Um, if you watch, like there's one part where um, um, they're fighting and... Um, um, I think Carrie always hits the, the sword out of Mandy Patinkin's hand, mm -hmm. and then he does something that comes back into his hand. Well, Rob Reiner told me something that he had never told anyone before, that no one had ever asked him in 30 years of this movie. And that was, because I later found out he'd said it in the, um, the commentary. commentary, exactly. But no one had ever asked him about it. Um, um, Peter Anderson was out of the shot on the top of a crane, and he grabbed the sword and, and then dropped it back down. I knew something was fishy about that shot. Yeah. I literally, I yeah. saw it and I was There's like, no someone way. had to have dropped that sword. But there are things like um, when, um, when you mean, wait, Wesley... aren't real? Is that what you said? <laughs> it was just too... So when, know, they, when, they, when they did the three guys hanging on under the giant's back, climbing up the cliff, that you could buy with the sword? Yeah. yeah. But oh. there were, there well, were well, some I'm really... I'm big. He could do that. That made sense. Yeah. He's strong. Um, there were some really just interesting things that actually happened that you wouldn't think. Like um, when Carrie's character, Wesley, um, when Christopher Guest, who's the six-fingered man, who is fantastic, um, when he hits him in the head um, with his sword, Carrie said, you know, just, just hit me. Well, he accidentally hit him in the head and really knocked him unconscious, and that's the take they used. So when you watch it, you know, you look at it again because I'm thinking, well, I have to see him really get knocked out, so I have to watch this again, you know. Um, but what, one of the things I like about this movie is it's, it's just so, the, the jokes are so well done. And like Wallace Shawn. Oh, my God. Oh, I as Vizzini. He is hilarious. Yeah. He is so funny. Actually, his, um, I believe it was his father was one of the founding editors of the New Yorker. I know nobody okay. cares. Well, it, I just just something I knew. But yeah, um nice. um but this a good thing about this movie too is it it came up with so many it resulted in so many um lines that are quoted. I mean, what what one thing do you always think of if you think of this movie? My name is Inigo Montoya. You kill my, my father. father. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. Exactly. And who? But and then Ted Cruz. I always say, dream of dream of large women, and dream of large women. <laughs> right, that, the, I often tell that to my wife. I'll kiss her goodnight. Roar, uh, what's, what's the rats of What's the R O A R R O A R? Oh, um, rats of rat of unusual size. size. Right. Rodents. Rodents. Rodents, Rodents of, of unusual size. size. Um, right. But we went to a wedding over a year ago, and somebody got up to give a speech and started off with. Mowage, <laughs> you know, and and there's as you wish, and then the other one is um, inconceivable, inconceivable, <laughs> inconceivable, and uh, 
Good luck storming the castle. Yeah, that's a class. Well, I was going to say, I mean, this, the these are all the guys from Spinal Tap. A lot mm -hmm. of the actors that they mm -hmm. populated, all these people who could do improv. Really? Peter Cook, I think, was the guy, the Mavage, right? He yes, was, right? Peter Cook. Um, Sad. So, so, so Rob Reiner surrounded himself with people. And, and I get the, just from what you're telling me and the fact that it gained in its pop. And then Kerry Elways, how do you pronounce his name? Kerry Elways. 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 He just Elways. did something Ooh. here at Strathmore in Bethesda mm -hmm. about the Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. You know, just probably telling stories from his book that you're as you wish. And I just get the feeling that everybody that was in the movie kind of was just completely in the movie. They were all bought into it. And Everyone been, I talked to said they had a blast doing it. And it wasn't just, oh, we had a great time. Right. We were like family. Right. You know, it was more, here's what happened. Like, during the filming, and it's in, in the book, um, uh, Carrie's grandfather died, so they let him or they let him leave. And they just they just took a lot of care of each other. I mean, Carol Kane was in, like, a three-minute scene. And was in makeup Rich. for like 10 hours like or something, you know, some ridiculous amount of time to do this scene. But she, I said, why did she, why did you do it? And she said, I got to be with Billy Crystal. That was like the worst Carol Kane yeah. ever. But, you know, she, she has that voice and it was, it was, it just had so many really amazing parts to it. I just I loved love this her movie. album, Tapestry. Oh. <laughs> uh. That's her Are you always like this? Always, 100%. <laughs> um, and, you know, Chris, Chris Sarandon's in there, too, as the prince. Yeah. Oh, he's right? so good. Um, right off the success of, um, what was that vampire movie he did? Um, uh, Fright Twilight? Night. Fright, Fright, Night. Night. Fright Night. Fright Night. Twilight? <laughs> what? Oh, you, you millennial. Just, no, you just, you just did it again. You're just provoking Oops, us. I did it again. Next, um, you're going to be talking about movies. that Longest Yard with um, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I got that Burt Reynolds was the main one. Okay. I didn't have to watch it. No, you do have to watch he it. He knew, he knew. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still reeling from the fact that this thing bombed. Yeah. Again, in my head, it was a hit from day one. Well, you look no. at it, how can this... It's such a delicate movie. You gotta look at it. How is it gonna fit in that marketplace at that time? At that time, like today... They'll put not. things in a couple different categories, so they won't. They don't have to say this is a rom com. This is, and the way they marketed it as this grandfather telling a story to his grandson. The tagline of the thing was the story of a man and woman who lived happily ever after, even though the courtship almost killed them. You know, and that tends to show it more as a comedy, or is it a romantic comedy, or is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, you. you can't. Well, I always ask myself. What would Roger Ebert say at the time? I bet he loved it. He I gave it that. three and a half stars. He loved and it. Yep. We always like to do his first paragraph. And He's a patron three saint. Three and a half out of all, five? All, if you, every review yeah. show, any show that talks about movies, yeah. Roger Ebert is always the patron saint of that. Three Everybody and, brings him up. I met his wife. What? Three and a half out of four, I think, yeah. right? Three and a half out of four. He's a oh, four okay. guy. I met, I met his wife a oh, few really? years ago. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, sorry. Um, he was given a posthumous award from the National Society of Newspaper Columnists, and she oh, was wow. there. Did she have any reviews of her own? I don't know. I didn't reviews talk to her that long. As a man? <laughs> what did he say? Oh, what did, stop okay. it! What did, what did Roger Ebert say? He said, The Princess Bride begins as a story that a grandfather is reading out of a book, period. But already the movie has a spin on it, because the grandfather is played by Peter Falk. And in the distinctive quality of his voice, we detect a certain edge. His voice seems to contain a measure of cynicism about fairy stories, a certain awareness that there are a lot more things on heaven and earth than have been dreamed of by the Brothers Grimm. 
So I guess because he gave it three, I guess that's a positive review. But you could go, <laughs> but you could go into a negative area out of that review too. But um, oh, another cool wait, thing to watch for is um, they they made a bet that um, I can't remember what the nature of it was, but they had Rob Reiner had to include the hat he wore or a hat from Spinal Tap in a scene in the movie. And I had to look for it, but it's on the bookcase in Fred Savage's bedroom. So uh, that's about the only place again. you could Oh, put one it. of his baseball hats. He yeah. was a director. Yeah. He was a yeah. director in that Spinal mm -hmm. Tap. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I, you, you, you give me all these. I forgot Wait. Peter Falk was the grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, another and he was just guy. coming off of the yeah. Columbo. Well, he was. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, here's he was what... also in Vim Vendor's um, uh, Wings of Desire. Yeah. You know, oh, he was fantastic in that. I don't know if what, what a great surprise. Was, don't, but... yeah, we don't want to give it away because we're going to pick that movie one week. But... Yeah, that's a good one. But, you know, here's what I was wondering about, and maybe this is method acting. But, you know, when he starts to read, he puts his glasses on. Mm -hmm. And considering one eye is his glass, shouldn't he have just gotten a monocle? I mean, monocles are more were more expensive than glasses, actually. I and monocles are only worn by people Wait, who are peanuts, yeah. or in Monopoly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I was just wondering. I'm like, I'm like, boy, that's just a waste of money there. Well, maybe there's just it was regular, probably cheaper to get glasses. One smart, regular like. glass and prescription in there. Okay, yeah. That's, that's what you get hung up on. Yeah. Oh, mm. there you go. Uh, we well, it's sort of like um, Andre de Toth, who directed the first major feature film in 3D. Andre de Toth directed House of Wax. Okay. He also only had one eye. Why would you give a guy with one eye, why would you have him direct the first 3D feature? Wouldn't that be up to the DP, though? Yeah, but the director's got to be able to, you know, guide you. Got to have some the, vision? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't check who the DP of that movie was. What if that guy only had one eye and it was a different eye? What if everyone well, in the cast With their powers combined, they made a perfect Vincent Price film. had two eyes. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. had a fake eye. I... Peter How Falcon did we go from discussing the Princess Bride, the Bride to fake eyes? Well, Peter Falk has Peter one eye. He has one eye. He's dead now. He has no eye. Peter Falk has one eye. Peter Falk in the Princess Bride had one eye. Peter Falk, yes. He lost an eye during World War II. That looked so real. Yeah. No, he's got a great eye. I mean, the fake one looks really good. Yeah. He went to the top uh, prosthetic tell. eye guy. Yeah. <laughs> the Warby Parker of prosthetic eyes. You know, there was probably a guy who made his eye, and like on the wall he had this big picture. I did Peter Falk, you know. I'm working it's my way I. up the same. That was quite a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did Peter yeah. Falk's eye. Uh, I, so you want to rein us in, Ralph? You rein us in. Give us, some more, give us another fact. Um, hmm. By the way, I love so the trailer. Was this, oh, was this Carrie's first movie? Robin no, White it was his second movie. movie. Okay. I can't yeah, remember I what his first Robin movie Wright's was. First. He, he tells a great story about how he meets... Not uh, Reiner tells a great story about how um, Robin Wright came into this movie. And he said she, he, she spoke with the best British accent. He couldn't believe that she just nailed it right away. Yeah. And he said she is Buttercup. Yeah. That is well, it. She was adorable. I mean, she was adorable in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked her when she was young and innocent before she married Sean Penn. Well, we all make mistakes, like me sitting Thanks, next Sean to Penn. you during this podcast. Yeah, well, you know, I'm being nice because Brad's sitting there and oh, he okay. could kill me. Think Sean Penn took her innocence? Okay, said? no. <laughs> Is that what you said, Sean? 
<laughs> well, I didn't necessarily mean it in that literal sense. Um, I'm going to guess this no. This time but... I didn't mean it in the literal sense. but every She did a movie did. with Harvey Weinstein before this. Now, you saw this in college, Hassan. You said you saw yeah. it in college. So you, had, you didn't know about it until you went to school? Or you I, did? I didn't know about it until I went to school, and then everybody was talking about it. It had such a huge following. It kind of felt... Like the Monty Python following. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, like people that annoy you. Yeah. 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 It was super <laughs> annoying. <laughs> right. So like I was expecting, I was just like exhausted with the movie before even seeing it, and then I saw it and I was like, well, it's actually really good, and the jokes were solid, they were funny, but like now every time like I think about it again, like before I wa- rewatched it, all I kept on thinking is like, oh my god, it's gonna be over the top with the jokes and. Everything is going to be just like Monty Python, but I watched it again. It, was, it still holds up. I mean, the jokes aren't it's subtle, so but they're yeah. not tacky either. I mean, yeah. they, they go mm-hmm. over the top, especially. Yeah, I was the, expecting tacky. Andre the Giant is, you know, mm. doing the rhyming thing, and yeah, and uh, they could have come back to that again. Later. Now, Mandy Patinkin seems to me like he played it completely straight, serious, like he was Mister mm-hmm. Actor in yeah. this, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I think my my idea now, of him is he. Him? Yes, I did. Okay. He was oh, very, very, very nice. Is he a he very was, serious guy? Or is he... he was really nice. Yeah. I hear and that actually, he is not really a nice guy. You know, I had heard that too, so I was a little bit apprehensive before um, I I interviewed him. But he would, I have to say he was very, very nice. And there's no BS. I'm, you know, I would just say I don't yeah, want to talk about it. But, um, so. um, and the other thing was he was very excited to, to interview about this, to do this deep dive about the one scene. To the point where he actually emailed me. Like, I went through his manager, and then he emailed me, which celebrities don't usually do. It's their people who handle Mm -hmm. it all. And then he said, here's my number, or I can call. I mean, he was great. And he said, please share the link for me, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the interview, I asked him if he would say the, the line. And I said, does it bother you? He said, people come up to me all the time. I love saying it, you know. And and he said it in in that voice, you know. Yeah, he was really nice. Was his hair by really the way, can we, I hope you will share this link with us on uh, to the story. Is it still available? Oh yeah, I'm looking at it on my phone right now to okay, see if great. there's anything else I didn't want. But we can't see the link. Oh, no, this is can, cool. Can... Here's another cool fact. Shut up. Um, <laughs> besides learning to fight, they had to learn to fight with both the right and left hands, yeah. even though they were right-handed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and secret? then they had to learn each other's dual choreography. And Elwes said, that floored me a bit. It meant twice the workload, and they made us learn some of it backwards. Wow. So these guys, ha- I mean, they put a lot into it. You know, now you I don't... see, they really looked like they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, My wife was really impressed. She used to take fencing. Uh, she's like, that, you know, it was, I watched this movie with her very late last night. Not that I leave my assignments to the last second. <laughs> we all I watched do. the other one. Uh, Hassan <laughs> watched it over while I was driving in the car. <laughs> yeah, he, watched, he usually watches the films on his way over. My but yeah. uh, <clears throat> my wife was, that's what hooked her, because she had never seen the movie. My oh, wife really? had never wow. seen this movie. And as, he, as soon as the scene starts, she's like, Wow, they really know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they really, well, really Well, Patinkin, know. before he went to London, worked eight to ten hours a day with um, the fencing guy from Yale, Henry um, Heratunian, head coach of fencing at Yale. He spent two hours before he went to London working with this guy. And I didn't interview that guy, but he's still at Yale. Wow. Um, no, I, my, my impression of him is he takes everything seriously when he's acting. Yeah. Like, he's totally in and it. That, so, so if you watch him in this movie, that, he's very, he's straight. And that and might buy, go ahead, I'm sorry. And Christopher Guest yeah, this, plays a little bit, you know. This is for history, so joking. please be accurate. 
This well, is for posterity, so please be accurate. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. No, but um, you know, I, I you know, I, I love William Goldman. When I first became a screenwriter, really there were only two books. One is Adventure in the Screen Trade, and um, one was Sid the Bible. Field. <laughs> and the, no, I mean for screenwriting. And you know, it's funny because most of Goldman's tales really don't aren't really helpful for people who are not working. Mm -hmm. You know, but once 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 you start working, because he talks a lot about handling actors and things like that, mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that when you're just writing screenplays that aren't being made are, are like pointless. Mm -hmm. But he did talk in his second book about the making of this film and, and the scene where they're going through the fire swamp. And, you know, he's standing beside, you know, um, Rob Reiner, and he comes up and she catches on fire. And yeah, he suddenly shouted, he shouted, she's on fire! <laughs> and he's like, cut, because Yes, we know that she's supposed <laughs> to be on fire. Actually, the one part, um, her cloak caught on fire that was not supposed to happen. And Carrie was stomping it out. So, it, it, you know, there are a lot of different things. I'm telling you, you guys, it, you have to read the book. I was so, I read the book. I got out of the library and read it before I did this. And I asked for it for a Christmas present because I liked it so much. And there aren't. I won't reread a lot of books because there are a lot of books out there. How was the book? Um, I didn't read the book. It's really good. It's really good. It's well done. It's interesting. Um, and one book about, you know, one whole chapter is about that sword fight. And it's just fascinating to find out about everything that's going on behind the scenes. Oh, you're talking about UA's, Carrie's book. Yeah. Okay. I oh, thought you I meant, wasn't. No. You, you didn't read Goldman's book? No. You know, I, I read some of his previous novels. I read them before he was even new. Goldman or Carrie? Goldman. You know, like Boys and Girls Together and No Way to Treat a Lady. You know, the books he was writing in the 60s because my parents so, had I have a question about him. Yeah. It, was he was he a book, uh, book author before he was he a book was a author first? Yes, he was okay. a book author first. He was pretty he was pretty well known as a book author. And this was actually from a book. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but this book, you know, based on the stuff I had read of his, this book is totally out of character. Well, and it was actually he, he a writes. story he wrote for his, his girls. I heard, I heard yeah. that for his yeah. kids, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think it just with juxtaposing this against our next film like he knew what he was doing when he was adapting a book yeah whereas we could talk about the next film. well the next film, the guy well. he, they, that was a straight screenplay that yeah i know but he you could tell he's an author and not a screenwriter yeah, yeah. I, anybody who wants to learn anything about screenwriting and the mechanics of it and the um how it works you know in the political situation on film set and make and making movies i do recommend you know, Adventures in the Screen Trade by um, William Goldman. Everyone should definitely check it out, you know, if you have any interest at all, because it's a great book. He's a great storyteller. You know, his screenplay format, it's not the way it's done anymore, but, you know, he's Well, he great. became a script doctor, too, right? He would go oh, yeah. in and people yeah, would hire him million, all over the place to Yeah, he's a million-dollar-a-week guy. Right. Right. He, did, he had a great quote because, um, you know, you always heard, well, now, Matt, now Ben Affleck has won an Oscar, but you'd always hear... You know, Oscar winner Matt Damon, Oscar winner Ben Affleck, you know, for their script for um, Goodwill Hunting. But mm -hmm. Goldman wrote most of that or something, yeah. right? But when oh, asked really? about that, yeah, yeah, Goldman really? rewrote. They wrote a thriller about oh. the government trying to get this guy. Oh, and, and that was turned, a very different. Yeah. Yeah, he turned it into a different thing. Get out. But he didn't take, you know, so he did an uncredited rewrite. And he, he made a very good point because somebody asked him, what about this Oscar? Do you feel you earned it? And he goes, it's impossible to tell what an author contributed. He goes, because look at the movie Back to School. They, you know, the producer handed it the script to um, the original script, the Rodney Dangerfield film, to, to, a, to a writer. 
who write it over the weekend, and the writer just handed the script back to the um, handed the script back to the producer and said, "Make them rich," you know, instead of just a normal father that goes back to school. And he goes, you know, so what's his contribution to the script? You know, it's everything, and he didn't write a word, right? You know, so yeah. um, so Goldman didn't go out of his way to take any. He downplayed his. Um, if you heard what the original script was, I haven't actually read salt read the original script for um, Goodwill Hunting, but. Um, it was a substantial different plot. Yeah, there's a podcast called Recapables. Bill Bill Simmons does on his network, uh, and and they did Goodwill Hunting, and they there's stories about Goldman not coming straight out and saying he did it, but yeah. he did it, and you know, yeah. and the fact that those two guys took all the credit, which is fine, but Oscar he, number three right, for William Goldman, right? <laughs> so yeah, and, and he did write this for his kids. Now here's the other question: I think this is a movie that is essentially a chick flick that isn't a chick that the, the humor guys, brings the guys in that the guys are like yeah totally that guys admit that they see this movie and guys mm-hmm. are usually in college to you know mm-hmm. to uh have parties have parties yeah, and stuff or whatever they're doing yeah um so it that's that's also what i think makes it so popular is that guys can totally <clears throat> totally get into it without any fear of you know that it's a chick well, flick. I, I think you can see that in the beginning of the film because Fred Savage is like, oh, what is this? Well, he's uh, he's playing, uh, he's yeah. like, yeah, he's like uh, kissing, and then by the end of it, he's like, are you okay, tricking we me? We yeah. don't have to read this. Well, yeah. no, 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 go yeah. ahead. Going, read a little going, more, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, and that, that made it accessible for everybody. Yeah. Okay, um, I found another fact. <laughs> so, uh, these guys, Rewa, including Rob Reiner and the two, um, and Diamond and Anderson, the uh, stunt guys, they rewatched every swashbuckling film that they could find in history. And they discovered that 1952's Scaramouche featured the longest and most intricate sword fight in cinema. And that became their goal to beat that, not so much in length, but in panache. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I just think it, they even had um, this guy, Jeff Davis, who's an accomplished gymnast executed the flips as well as an ego somersault over Wesley's head. But they did it in a way that, you know, it doesn't, I I watched it a few times and you know that it's probably not the actor because they don't tend to do those certain things, but they, they just did it so well. It just, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, they're not like Tom Cruise, who does all of his own stuff. He doesn't. That's why he doesn't. I know he he doesn't. What do you mean he doesn't? That's how he broke his arm. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, I made a mistake. It wasn't. It was Peter Diamond who was up out of the frame. Who grabbed um, the um, sword and yes, who grabbed the sword, and when they threw the sword up, it hit him in the eye. That's how he got his last eye. It was yeah. It's oh, that's the wrong guy. It's easy to drop the sword. It's hard to catch the sword. I don't hear anything. What do you mean you don't hear anything? I'm not hearing. Maybe maybe you hit my headphones. I didn't touch your headphones. Here, let well, me take, touch take a listen. Take a listen. Are you talking? I am. I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, and I can Are hear you. Are you talking? No, I can't. Then it's my headphones. Are you talking to me? Did hey. you pour yourself out? Are oh, you no, talking no. to oh, me? Oh, Hassan probably stepped on the. No, we got it. Hassan. I don't think he kicked it, but turn oh, okay. it down a little. Yeah, it wasn't Hassan. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so they took they took <laughs> all the all the uh, sword fighting seriously. The obviously the comedy they you know take it seriously, but they knew what they were doing. Oh, the, the, I mean, you can the timing on everybody, and you know, having Billy Crystal in a scene with everyone, the the scene where he's flopping his head around when he can't, when they're trying to storm that castle. That's yeah. hilarious, <laughs> and that's all physical acting that he's, yeah. he's yeah. doing. And just not to mention Andre the Giant, who, yeah. I mean, you talk about a 
Wonderful. character that becomes a beloved person from a movie. That's, you know, he, mm -hmm. he made him just lovable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, if you see this documentary on HBO, you're gonna it tears you apart because he went he had a, he was in a lot of pain. Through that yeah, movie. I'm sure. And, Emotionally? Uh, no, physical pain. Okay. That scene where he has to wrestle Wesley against the oh, rocks, yeah. he could barely. Mm. He had, well, they had a, the, every uh, just like the sword yeah. fighting, everything had to be planned out so he wouldn't hurt himself. And yeah. Where at the end where she jumps out and he catches her, that yeah. that she was completely on a harness. He they, they couldn't mm -hmm. put any weight on him because his spine was going to mm. crack. I mean, mm -hmm. the guy, the poor guy, was in all kinds of pain. And why well, didn't he have a lot of health issues before wrestling, even because of just his the size? size. Yeah. The size. Yeah, he was, when he was drinking. I mean, if you watch yeah. this documentary, the dude was drinking all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, those beer cans were so small in his hand. Well, anytime he put his hand in somebody's hand, it's amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. Or when he grabbed Wesley's face when he was yeah. throwing, you know, <laughs> the pill down his throat. I mean, he just made everything look so small. You know, and when there was a scene where they find it, the entrance to the pit of despair, <laughs> and um, Potemkin starts walking down. Watch, I said, watch, he's not going to get in there. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Andre, because mm -hmm. I just couldn't imagine him like squeezing, because you know it doesn't go anywhere. Right. right. There's no way he was going to be able to squeeze right. in that little that <laughs> little space. And sure enough, they cut right, you know, just as he's bending down. Well, they did him. a lot of that. And when she's in yeah. the water and the eels are coming at her, and yeah. you see mm -hmm. his hand grab, yeah. and the next cut is him just flopping in the boat. So yeah. they're, you know, they mm -hmm. were trying to cut. They were cut around all, you know. Hey, it's such, you know, I can't. You know, now they they would have done some, you know. The, the practical stuff they did is so good, and it really endears the film to you, rather than fake stuff. It, today, they would have done a lot of CG in this movie. They, well, may, but, they may have even made the Andre the Giant character a CG character. Maybe. Well, they, they may have, have. And, they and honestly, I don't think they would have been able today to put the time into this few-minute sword fight that they did. Yeah. You know, could you imagine people... Um, you they know, would have learning. had somebody create it on a computer, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They would j exactly. That's that's what they would do. I feel like it um, might be more cost effective to not create it on a computer. Tom Cruise would let him actually uh, <laughs> uh, cut him Stab with the sword. Him. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I think so. Right in the shoulder. He'd let yeah. him do it. Do it. Do it. Let's go. I can well, take it. One last thing I'm going to say about the sword fight. Then I'll stop. Okay. Um, it was actually so well done that it's shown in fencing academies. Like you said, your yeah. wife used to fence. Yeah. They will show this in fencing academies to show them how moves should be done that's a, at that's certain pretty times. Cool. It's, it's my favorite and the second favorite. I mean, is it just the one where they're flopping on top of the, the cliff, or is it the other one, too, that Potemkin has with Christopher Guest? No, they it didn't. It was yeah. specifically, it's like three and a half minutes long. Mm -hmm. It's when um, they're running around the rocks and flopping yeah, around the place. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. They're, they're having a conversation during the whole thing. Yeah. Which is amazing because yeah. they're so funny, yeah. you know, and hitting and all that. Nice but... see each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. are you smiling? Because I know I have a secret. Mm -hmm. Well, that's Wallace Shawn does yeah. that whole yeah poison. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's a great. Thing. And Rob Reiner said um, it's the best sword fight in movie history, and I'm not saying it just because it was my movie. <laughs> well, you know, I gotta say something. At this time, Rob Reiner could do no wrong. Yeah. He did one great film after another. Then he did North. Yeah, and North after North, a... it's, you know, he, I won't say he has not done some good films since then, but after North, I think it, it blew his confidence. And I don't think, he, you know, in my opinion, he just has not developed since then. I think, I, what, I remember Alex and Alex. Did anyone else see that? No. It's that girl who was um, Goldie Hawn's daughter. Who, uh, oh, um, Kate uh, Hudson. Kate Hudson. Hudson. Kate Hudson. 
Yeah, this was Kate her Hudson big film after um, yeah. yeah, Almost wow. Famous. Oh my God. Ooh, <laughs> she, they, she looks almost exactly like her. Yeah, yeah if you look at you Goldie Hawn back when she was younger, it's like they're like identical. Oh my God! I you know I know that I know that Rob Reiner talked about North, and he said he said this is one of those films where like three days in you just knew mm-hmm. wasn't going to work. But you know, I mean, what's the what's the last? You know, um, Rob Reiner film you've seen at the theaters. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to bash him, but it's like no, I'm, do, he do was a guy who was go so to see good. Comedies though anymore. What? Harry Met Sally. Might do people actually go see comedies anymore? He doesn't make comedies. There aren't a lot of good comedies unless they're full of ridiculous heart fart jokes and stuff. They don't do enough really good comedies well, anymore. That's the missing genre. If you read the trade press, mm-hmm. everyone's saying it, there's people just can't. You know, it's it, for a while it was completely dominated by the Judd Apatow school of comedy, yeah. mm-hmm. and now those films aren't. You know, those films aren't bringing. The he box did out. LBJ. That's yeah, recent, that's recently, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But what's what's the la- you know last film before that? Um, the most recent one was Shock and Awe. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't see that. I mean, what was the last one you actually saw? I'm saying mine was the one Harry Met Sally, I think. I saw Alex and Alex after that. I don't even know what that is. I mean, but you look at it, he did Stand By Me. He did Spinal Tap. You know, I mean, he was... Oh, The Bucket List. He did that. That That was with uh, Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Yeah, but that was 11 years ago. Yeah. The story the of Oz. Yeah, that Alex was eleven Emma. years ago. Alex, Alex and, and Emma. Emma. That was it. Yeah. I was gonna say I didn't even hear of a movie called Alex and Alex. You've been drinking. Yeah, I just I just sat there appalled. I'm like, Ghosts wow. of Mississippi. That was a great movie. Yeah, I think he. The American President. See, he did. He did do. He did that after North. That was a really good movie. Yeah, but it has. You know, that was. It doesn't have he that same. Is that Michael Douglas? But yeah, see, Michael Douglas. Here's the thing. What are the? Here's the. Here are the movies he did before. Okay. He did Spinal... This is Spinal Tap. The Sure Thing. That, great, great. Stand By Me. Great. The Princess Bride. Great. When Harry Met Sally. Great. Misery. Great. A Few Good Men. Great. And then he did North. Are you perfect all the time? You no, know what no, I'm saying? Well, like no, somebody, yeah. no, but and I then think after it, it affected that, him. He did The American Pride. Ghosts of Mississippi was good. Yeah, but you I see, really he lost like his comic that. Yeah, but you know, I didn't realize Sean, he did Misery. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. Sean's not wrong, though. And his greatest stuff me. was... Mm-hmm. He did a right great back-to-back back set of hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he didn't do some good movies. But if you look at it, he really hasn't tried to... You know, because if you look at The American President, it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. But it's not Spinal Tap. No. It's not this. It's not The Sure Thing. It's not Harry Met Sally. Maybe he, he, he shifted to drama, movies. you know. Which is a pity, because he was a great comedy director. What? Alex and Emma notwithstanding. And Rob Reiner, if you're listening, because I know you're a frequent listener. I know you're always emailing us about after each show. Suggestions. I love you, man. And I tell you what, time for Spinal Tap 2. You know, I'm ready to revisit those characters. Spinal Tap 2 from the nursing home. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. They were already aging, in, uh, aging yeah. musicians in the movie, right? right. That's 34 yeah. years ago. And the sure thing, too. I'm ready for that as well. Oh, now we just watched Jen and I just watched It Happened One Night Last Night. Yeah. Which is Clark Gable, Codet Corbert. Yeah. Colbert. Yeah. Um the, I remember her report. And sure thing is is basically you know, that's yeah. a that's a romantic comedy, it happened one night. Yeah. And yeah. sure thing is basically the same idea where a couple goes on a trip who yeah. don't like each other at first and fall in love, blah blah blah. Um so it's stuff this stuff's everywhere. Everywhere. It just it hasn't stopped. 
It hasn't stopped. So, but you know what? Comedy. Oh, yeah. What was the big comedy hit of this summer? I have no idea. I don't even know. I uh, we talk even about this all the time. Like anymore? that's the thing. They um, did until don't recently. See game, a game lot night, of game good. Night was out. Game night Tag. was good. Game night was okay. Game night was. Tag. I didn't oh, see and that tags. one that's out game now, Crazy Rich Asians. Like that's oh, I've be heard great. that's I good. Comedy. I haven't that's, seen it yet. It's not, you know, it's not good plot wise, but it's it's not a comedy. It's really no, that's a comedy game. Um, what is it? Um, Crazy Rich Asians is definitely a comedy. Right. You know, so it's not that every you the plot is so pedestrian. You know, it's every trope you've ever seen, but it's a beautiful looking film, and it's all about mm -hmm. conspicuous consumption. You mm -hmm. know, beautiful locations, beautiful clothes, great cars. You know, and it really works. And it's making a lot of money, but it's not. It's not. The, you know, well, it's like comedy, my, comedy, well, my comedy. Big Fat Greek Wedding, same idea. Yeah. Right? You take an ethnic thing and make a comedy out of it, and. Well, and Brad and I talk a lot about, you know, let's, let, is there a comedy out that we can go see? And the so often there, there's just not, you know, and, or if it's a comedy, it doesn't turn out to be a good one necessarily. Yeah. And that's been disappointing. Yeah, and now, and I'm not going to go off on this, although I could, um, I'm so tired. What? We want you to go off on it. I'm so tired of Hollywood not take it. Just stop remaking stuff. Yeah. Come up with new ideas. There are really smart people out there writing. I interviewed the two screenplay writers from Deadpool. And, um, and while they Reynolds. were... What? Is one of them Ryan Reynolds? Oh, Deadpool we no. saw. That was a great movie. Deadpool was hilarious. Yeah. And we just watched the second one. And it was still good. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, fun. it's very funny, but it's not a comedy. If it were strictly a comedy, it probably would not have been made. Well, it's It's written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick and also Ryan Reynolds, but those are the two guys I interviewed. And when I interviewed them, they were actually in one of their um, living rooms writing the second one. So it was interesting to talk to them. And, and that's hilarious. Deadpool. I saw Deadpool twice in the movies. I never see a movie anymore twice in the movies. Yeah. Because you can just wait a couple months and it's on streaming or it's on Redbox or it's somewhere. Here's the question about Deadpool. twice in the movies. Deadpool, though. Yeah. Deadpool's very uh, uh, in, the, in the moment. Like yeah. the cultural references are all yeah. based right. on what's going on right now. Right. Is that, uh, that going to have legs? A movie no. like Deadpool? No. The comedy in Deadpool? I argue no. Well, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a riot, but I just don't think it has legs. One of legs. the funniest things I saw was in that movie. It was when they were in a flashback. And then they went into another flashback. And he turns the screen. Yeah, we went from a in a flashback right. to another. No, oh, you know, he wink, breaks wink, the fourth, fourth wall, wall a lot, yeah. which is wall. Nice. But that's a good screenwriting joke. Right. I had no, to love that one. And you know, they, the way they made fun of themselves in the post credits where they sh oh, shot themselves. Oh, the real and and, and, right. and in the first one, right. um, it said written by the real heroes. Right. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just thought that was very clever. I personally will probably still like it in 20 years. Will other people who are just seeing it for the first time? Maybe not, but it depends. And there are other movies throughout history that have had that same kind of, you know, these these things are done in this time frame. Well, Spaceballs is like that. The Spaceballs was dead in the Star Wars era. That's funny, though. I got this girl. So you know I've interviewed Mel Brooks, You don't like too. Spaceballs? No. Oh, I interviewed Mel Brooks. Oh, you did? Oh, and Michelle, you forgot one from The Princess Bride that you also interviewed, not for The Princess Bride. You interviewed what? Prince Savage. Oh, I oh. did when he did... Um, yeah. I'll go yeah. for that one. Um, what was that, um, Rob Lowe? The Grinder. 
Oh, right. I interviewed yeah, him when show. he did that. Yeah, that was a great show. I don't it was know really good. It just didn't get the. Um, Are you talking about the app? No, it was called the Grinder. It was a TV okay. show. It was a, it was a Vox. App there's an app. There's an app called Grinder. Yeah, Sean knows oh, all about that app. No, no, no. It was a movie ad. called the, the No, grinder. it was a TV I mean, show, a TV show called with the Rob Lowe. Because and Rob Lowe was hilarious. If you haven't seen that TV show, it ran one season. I'm telling you, the Grinder. Yeah, it was very, very to good. To circle back to Princess Bride, I think part of the <laughs> oh, yeah. problem... No, 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 we're not circling. Part of the problem with trying to market this... I'm pointing at my laser disc that's over off in the distance. Laser disc. Uh, Thank God it was going to come back someday. Speaking about um, things that went out of style that nobody knows about anymore. <laughs> I got the Criterion Collection of The Princess Bride. Um, I think marketing this movie because it's very... You wouldn't know it's a comedy based on... No. Right? So I no, think that might have hurt it too, which... Well, you, that was the marketing. The market, the poster not, they put out. I don't think you was, was, it was it, hard to market it, because it, it it really was hard to define what it really was. Totally, it was I mean, comedy, but it was also romantic. It was a fantasy. Right, it was a right. fairy tale. It was a romantic comedy. I mean, it was. And a they lot didn't of know what to do with it. Yeah. And that's in the action, book, as you wish. Stuff. They yeah. did know how to get it out there, and that was. But the again, biggest I was problem. looking at the movies from '87. Okay, so they're up against the pred. They're up against Predator. Yeah. Robocop. Yeah. I never uh, saw either one of those. Uh, There's um, a new Predator app this week. I did. Just the Predator. The That's called The Predator. Is that the same premise? Oh. Or is it the same? Oh. Yeah. It's a sequel to whatever. Okay. It's, yeah. Okay. Lost Boys was out the same year. Yeah, that was a real pedophile so, I mean, sport. Yeah. <laughs> Oh always got it, always bringing it back around. Mm. Always bringing it back around. Hey, I'm um, standing with me too. And, and he too. <laughs> Do you have any more Me Too moments you'd like to talk about right now? Well, keep going. My point is that that was a tough year for a movie. Uh, but the full, point is Full Metal they, Jacket, The Untouchables, had, Dirty Dancing. But listen to Overboard, all these movies. That's a good comedy. They did, yeah, I did like, like Overboard. Yeah, I didn't I see never saw Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. It had Kurt Russell in. He was the god of the 80s. He could do it. Well, he was the god of the 80s. That's right. Yeah, he was. Um, oh, look, The Princess Bride. Yeah, so it was up against a lot of... Now, they're saying most popular feature films released in 87. I'm it's telling you. Now. It's, it's popular, popular now. It's popular now. So and it's based on I know that. for a fact. I don't remember a lot about that at the time. Like, I, don't, I mm -hmm. can think back to that time. I don't remember that being big. I'm telling when you, when I did the research for the article, that was one of the things they talked about. Probably. It wasn't how many... you married, it was who you were married <laughs> I think I might have been married, and I think probably I took my wife to this movie, which is why I went and saw it. That explains what happened, eh? It was out for a relatively short period of time. It just bombed. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. This would not have been Jaws the Revenge was out that year. In 87? <laughs> I did not According see Jaws this, the Revenge. Is that Jaws 2? That's four. No, that's you know, that's four because thing I is. saw Jaws three in three D. Yes. and I have the three D glasses. And right over the nose is, <laughs> oh is the Jaws shark. Lethal Weapon was out oh, wow. that year. It was a lot of yeah, eighty seven oh. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, a lot See, of buddy those, buddies. See, Ralph, every film you that's every a good year for Shane Lester. Lester on I saw at the theaters. Except every film you listed, I saw except oh, no Princess Bride. Except Princess Bride. No Way Out was a good movie. No Way Out was on. Oh the yeah, that was oh, a good no movie. Oh No Way Out was good. That Richard Gere star. No, no, no Kevin. Kevin Costner. That's our next one of our podcasts is going to be our man crushes, and yeah. Kevin Costner was definitely Ooh. mine. And well, it's Burt Reynolds back when I was eleven. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so man crushes. Oh my Kevin God, Fatal Attraction. There was a lot of big movies out. Fatal Attraction was in '87. Yeah, well, that's a good year for movies. Moonstruck, Moonstruck, Three yeah. Men and a Baby. Wow. That was kind That's of a comedy. Raising Arizona. Kind of. There we go. Now that oh, was my Raising favorite comedy. Arizona. I love Raising that. Raising Arizona. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. That brought the rest of the world onto the Cohen brothers. I was already there. Blood Simple? You were <laughs> yeah, there I was, I was there from the beginning. Right. So you know who the Cohen brothers are? Yes. Okay. Are they still the Cohen brothers? They're still brothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're you have to take Coen that brothers. up with their mother. Right. Yeah. Um, God. But, you know, it's... It, Five it, 80s movies that we loved after they bombed in theaters. Princess Bride did modestly well at the box office. What were the other ones? <laughs> I don't know. It's loading. Um, let's see. We're not um, sitting here on the internet, though. No, <laughs> shut up. Legend right. with Tom Cruise. Oh, legend. Um, so I don't know how they would Better Off this. Dead. Oh, I love that. I saw that one. Yeah. As a comedy. They, the Princess Bride. Um, so, I mean, I don't think they... It's a like, tough market. I mean, market. I mean, like, but like for them to market this as a comedy, they have to put in like the actual jokes. You well, know, they would have put in... I think the Billy Dark Arthur Crystal... I don't even know what that but is. But see, a lot of times yeah, with the movie. trailers, they'll if it's a funny and my movie, they, they do the really slapstick, yeah. like they really out in your face. If jokes. they're trying to make a lot of the jokes in this movie, yeah, they're not no, like they're, that. they're not humor yes. moments. They're not exactly. Moments. exactly. Yeah. It's not like so it was kind of hard. They're for smart. That. They're intellectual yeah. well, you know jokes. What? Like, well, yeah. let's look at the trailer. I actually have it. I want to see what they did on the trailer. Now, this trailer may be retroactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have redone. Right. Let's see what they did. It's Wallace like Shawn. It's a wall, they're going to yeah. hype Wallace Shawn in this one. Can you hear it? Wait, is that in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that part. The very beginning. Which eye is it? <laughs> it's got to be the right eye. It's got to be the right eye because it wanders. Hmm. I love him. Loved him and been dazzled. They give away too much. Don't just show keel over. <laughs> well, see, this is made for people who've already, you know, this, right, is, this right. is a retroactive trailer. Yeah, so this this has got to be for a re-release or something. Oh, it was Act Three Communications. Yeah. You asked if it was Act Three. They liked one of my scripts years ago. <laughs> Coming this fall to a theater near you. What? That's Norman Lear's so company. So I guess it was. Wow. Maybe they, uh, they liked my script. Did they put that out last year when they had the, <laughs> the thirty-year anniversary release of it? No, that says nineteen. That said, coming to a theater near you. Wow. 
So they, they gave, gave away too many of the jokes. They lot. show Wallace Shawn keeling over. Yeah, so if you if you saw that, you would have no idea what I would have no, no clue idea. what yeah. the hell. And when you're considering it's up against Lethal Weapon and Predator. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. I mean, yeah. it was a tough year mm -hmm. for that. And, you know, it's, 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 it, it had to have been. I think it would have been better sold as a romantic comedy. I mean, as a, as a, as a romance to at least get the um, counter-programming. Well, it's you got to remember. The I think macho year. Fred Savage was popular. Peter Falk was popular yeah. in the 80, late 80s, I think. Well, and Robin Wright was unknown. Right, Robin Wright was unknown. unknown. They didn't know Potemkin was unknown. You, you know, you, you, you don't know that's Billy Crystal. Than all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we know it's Billy Crystal now, but if you're watching that, you may not have known that that's, you know. That, 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 that fun guy from yeah. Soap. Right. So. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's who he That's who he was So it is then. the first gay character he had done Saturday Night Live, so he was, yeah. What was yeah, the, uh, but Fernando. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, better to to, yeah it's better to look good. Well, than to, yeah, it's better to look good. Well, we still haven't gotten his, his best friends. Um, is Alan's Weibel, and he's the guy who wrote North. Or is they Weibel took a, wrote North? or he. I don't know if he he's wrote the script, writer, but he is. He was one of the first. And what else did I, Alan's Weibel do? He gave me a quote to use at the front of my book. Oh. Would you like to, to know to what my podcast. book is called? What's it's called book? Next Time I Move, They'll Carry Me Out in a Box. Oh. And it won a national award. Mm -hmm. a <laughs> it's a humor award? book. Yes, a major award. Wow. Okay, I'll stop dinging. I'm glad we brought you on the podcast. That'll guarantee, what, 12 more <laughs> listeners? Hey, it's maybe? more than you had. <laughs> yeah, I'll take every well, listener. Well, I think we had about 10, to be honest. We're, <laughs> close, we're close to a million subscribers. On Are YouTube. you counting Rob Reiner? <laughs> We're only 914. Got to reach that goal. Yeah. No Patreon page or anything like that. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, it does, I mean, we'll be doing those Razor commercials like most podcasts, <laughs> maybe Audible books. I'm know. still just kind of blown away by the fact that it bombed or it wasn't a big success. Yeah. And that in, in your brain, you're just like, it, was, it had to have been a huge hit. Now, has it made back? It had to have made back. It's I'm sure it has. Oh, yeah, it has. All the extras, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. But originally, if you look it up on IMDb, it, it didn't make much in the box office at all. I mean, I think it was a $16 million movie. and 16 or 16? I think 16. I have the figures here. Wow. Um, wow. And it, let's see, and it, I think it made like 300 and some in the box office. Have you no. ever heard anybody say they don't like this movie? No. Oh, here. No, well, no we no, haven't no. asked out yet. Here's, here's the problem, oh, though. Here it we says. Go. The estimated budget was sixteen million. Opening weekend, it made two hundred and six thousand. Oh, wow. Now, of course, it says it's made thirty million in the U.S. alone, but that could be with DVD, VHS, you know, that kind of stuff. So they platform released films like this too. So, mm -hmm. but at sixteen What's million, What's platform? You know, you release in the fewer number of oh. theaters, and then you add, you add on. Yeah, Al, we haven't heard from you. Yeah, he spoke. What do you want to know about? Well, we, want, we would like to kind of know about the film yeah, we're, we're talking, talking about. about. Bride. Oh, that one. Um, it's good. Thanks. <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> did you watch it with Brit? I did watch it with Brit. But I, I've, been, I've seen this many times. I saw it when, it when I was growing up, like in the late 80s, early 90s, on VHS, mm -hmm. if you will. So. And did but you I mean, like it, it then, or was it not? No, I liked it. I mean, it's a fun film. I, yeah. I You know, I... I like the torture device they use on uh, Wesley. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, now I know this hook into the movie. <laughs> but uh, I, I think the okay. good thing about it, like maybe we touched on before, is it's like a good gateway into getting kids or boys to like watch like a romantic film. 
I, you know what? I don't think so. I think uh, what? This, I think this one worked because of the device they used. I don't think you. I, I, and the I'm, comedy and the comedy in there is is funny. I, I don't see it as a gateway to like suddenly boys are going to go watch. No, I think it's a gateway just to introduce. You, that you did? To, to introduce did you, did that you, kind of topic. Did you go to other chick flicks? Yeah, I went and watched Steel Magnolias like ten times. <sighs> Wow! Right after that, yeah. yeah well, wow. you we watch shouldn't Prince blame Rob Reiner for that. Like, <laughs> gotta watch Steel Magnolias at least ten times now. Yep. Wow. Have you ever seen Steel Magnolias? I haven't. I have, and I nearly girls had it. Sally Fields in that one. Nervous Everybody down, was in that I know, one. I know. Yeah. And did wow. you like Steel Magnolias? Yeah, because yeah, Julia Roberts dies at the end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chris! I literally just said I haven't seen it. Literally. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> You know, it's a little late now, anyway. <laughs> they bring her, they bring her back. <laughs> yeah, we don't do spoiler alerts uh, on films. I forgot. I forgot, yeah, I forgot that we've been out for spoiler alert. Right? I knew somebody died. Yeah, I forgot. I thought a meteor was going to hit the whole cast, and I thought that would be a happy ending. Wow. Yeah. Um, I saw that one at the senator. You saw a lot of a lot of movies at the senator. Yes, I the did. senator, by the it's way, a great place to see it. They're bringing back a lot of good movies at the senator. Um, someone posted. What's the senator? The what? You, it's you really one of the be. only. It's a historic theater. It was built in 1939. In I wrote twice. about this. You, ha, you we well, have to take a field a, trip. It's a we'll registered field trip. Historic field landmark, trip. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. But it's. Mm. It was. It's one of the last. Well, it's not. A, it's not even a stand. It's not a single theater anymore. But it was. Well, one of but the, last, the original theater. The original is still, theater is still Art there. Deco. Though, yeah. Art Deco. It's a yeah. Theater they tour. just did uh, Jaws. Yeah. Was good there. popcorn. They've got the balcony. Everything. They really have good popcorn. Well, they were always good. They were always good for revivals because they always used to show at least once a year, 2001, and I would always go and see it. Do you there would be I've people driving that? down what? from New York. <laughs> people are driving that. down from New York to see it there. I fell asleep after 10 minutes. I watched the beginning and I fell asleep. I, I'm you not fell say- asleep during I'm the dawn of man? I'm not saying it was, <laughs> was a early. bad movie. I was tired. Anyway, um, actually, I, ha- I have... that just a couple years ago, I think. No. No, it was when... Um, uh, Cranbrook video was still around. Yeah. Well, we who am I there. thinking of that we just watched a few years ago? Slapshot, she slept through. We watched that no, movie a few years it was ago. Slapshot. That was the horrible no, movie that we watched that I fell asleep during. It's because that movie sucks. Okay, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> do that. Uh, all right, we need to wrap, wrap, wrap her up because you brought up Slapshot again and it's <laughs> speechless. That's and I heard your wings. So, I mean, all in all, uh, how many barrels? Are we doing the old yellow barrels on this one? Yes. How many yellow barrels? Now, remember, five barrels is the top. Only half barrels. No quarter barrels. No eighth barrels. So, I Char- give it barrels. Oh, okay. Well, Joe? Five. Five yellow barrels. Loved it. Loved it. I've seen it so many times. Sean? Uh, too much pressure. Okay. I'm going to say five. I think, I think it's a five barrel. It's, it's one. I just watched it right before the podcast, and uh, it, it's just brought back a lot of good memories. It's a good movie. Really good. Hassan? I'm gonna say four and a half. Four and a half. Hassan movie. Uh, we haven't heard Sean's yet. I'm gonna go with uh, four and a half as well. It's good. Good call. Ow. I'm going with four and three eighths. Second. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> Wait, any comment? Hats you want to do four and fifteen sixteenths? Five. Five nice. yellow barrels. Five. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good one. It uh, yeah. I, and I'm still gonna admit that I'm shocked that it didn't do well. It yeah. holds when up. It first came so up. When it first came yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good choice. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, um, that's it for today. 
Yippee-ki-yay. We do have a website. You can go look at the website. Um, Yippee-ki-yay-motherpodcast.com. Dot com. Yeah. Um, and are we? Ava- I think we're available on Twitter too. We have a Twitter account. At is that? YKY Podcast. That's where we get all our Me Too movement uh, twi- tweets, right? Yeah. So Somebody our, always puts up a lot of Me you're Too. You're a resident expert on that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, check us out. I enjoy and, the stories. Um, keep listening, and we're going to try some more movies down the road. Okay? Awesome. Yeah. All right. Over Thank and out. You. Hey, it's great to be back. Great to be back. Woo! The hiatus is over. Woo! Yeah. Woo! All right.